You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Out of the hot take BS, we bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it, please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The tremendous football Thursday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here with us on the BetQL Network. Coming up later this hour, Ken Barkley's got some National Football League for us to hit as we continue to break down Super Bowl 58. We'll talk coaching hires uh, made in the last couple days. Mike McDonald to the Seattle Seahawks. Ron Rivera hired by the Washington Commanders. Oh, I mean, I mean Dan Quinn, another defensive retread. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes in our in our nation's capital. Uh, we will take your bets, your trivia questions, uh, anything you've got for us in the world of sports. YouTube and Twitch, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Keep sending in the bets. Keep sending in the Super Bowl trivia for us here on the show. We will read them coming up in a little bit. And in the Power Hour, final hour of the program, give you all our bets coming up for tonight but joining us right now to kick off hour number three on this tremendous football Thursday you know it's it's been too long since we had this guy on the show and it's a great time to bring him on because we're at the all-star break right now for the National Hockey League the, the playoffs are playoffs are kind of like right around the corner in the National Hockey League so joining us right now on the show to break it all down the great Dennis Bernstein from Sirius XM NHL Radio and the fourth period. Uh, everyone should be following Dennis on Twitter at Dennis TFP. Dennis, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken. It's great to hear your voice. Nick, two things. Great piece on you. It's awful announcing today. Fantastic. And what I didn't know, Nick, is that we are fellow Fordham Rams. So that's a great you went to Fordham? No way. Is that true? No way. <laughs> you went to Fordham, Dennis? I grew up in the Bronx. Yeah, I went to grew up in the Bronx. I went there graduate school. So I went to Lincoln Center in Manhattan uh, while I was working for a uh, music company. But yeah, I'm yeah, a so he went to the Fo- he went to he went to the Foofy Fordham. All right, I went to Rose Hill in the Bronx. Okay, so I oh. was actually on the mean streets. Dennis was was uh was you know with with all the high rollers over in Lincoln Center, <laughs> right, Dennis? <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing great, Dennis. Great to be with you guys again. Dennis, are you uh, – I think our, our producer told us – so the, the NHL All-Star game, it comes up in a couple days. The format always kind of I, – I just never know what the format is, and I think they change it all the time. But you're you're in Toronto, I think, if I'm not mistaken, with games in a couple days. What's it What's it like, kind of All-Star weekend? I think things obviously haven't totally gotten rolling yet. What's All-Star weekend usually like? Well, 
can it's not the beach like it was last year where everybody was hanging out at the elbow room in in Fort Lauderdale, but it, it's massive here. It's huge. There's a fanfare every year, and when you go last year, it was at the beach. There was a few people there. You know, the Florida Panthers, they don't have a huge fan base. Here, in the rain, there's lines down the street to get in convention center. It is huge. And remember, there's going to be a Four Nations tournament next year at this time, and then the Olympics in 2026. This is the last All-Star game for three years, so they're going out with a bang. It is a massive event in this city. Maybe not, maybe not resonates with the rest of North America, but here right now in the moment, there's all kinds of things going on. I'm going to have to squeeze in time to go to the event because there's so many activations and parties and concerts going on. It is a huge thing for the NHL this year. Okay. And I, I should have known, by the way, that Dennis was a New Yorker from the Bronx from his from his pronunciation of the word huge, which he has turned into huge, which is definitely a New Yorker thing. So you can hear that in uh, in Dennis's voice. My friend, uh, now that we've reached the midway point of the NHL season or whatever, all-star break, whatever. Uh, what is your strongest thought as we get set to enter the second half of the season in the National Hockey League? Um, there's a team that's won 16 straight games, which never happens in the Edmonton Oilers, which is an amazing run. And not only that, when you think about the Edmonton Oilers, what do you think about? Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, winning games 7-4, 6-5. They're not doing it anymore. They changed coaches in November. They brought in uh, Chris Knobloch, um, the coach uh, who was the minor league coach for the New York Rangers, and they took off. They're playing great defense. Now, they've had a soft schedule. They, if you look at the last 16 games they've played, Nick, to be honest with you, it, it's not like it, it's not Vegas, it's not the Rangers, it's not the Bruins, but you look at the scores, 3-1, 2-0, 2-1. playing exceptional defense. They're back-checking. They're, they're blocking shots, something that you never thought – would happen in Edmonton. I think for right now, that's the most stunning thing. And with all that, there's a team in Vancouver that's playing way better than them. The Vancouver Canucks have been amazing. They've been great. They made a big trade um, yesterday to get a Lace Lindholm. But uh, to me, the story right now in the moment is the 16-game winning streak. They're closing in on an NHL record. I think they'll tie the record, I think, in, in Vegas after the break. And then I think they would break it in Los Angeles when they get back to L.A. But that's the big story right now, this incredible run by the Edmonton Oilers. And obviously, like Vancouver, a team we've rooted for a lot on this show, where like I'm literally on on Twitter and I go like, oh, we only gave up Kuzmenko. Like, that's all we had to get. Like, I just it's just it's amazing what happens when you bet on the team and like the stuff that you end up noticing and rooting for. I don't even know if Lindholm's any good. Dennis probably thinks he's pretty good. Dennis, in the in the Stanley Cup market. You bring up you bring up the Oilers. Well, it's funny because like Flames fans are in there, just like ah, he's washed up, like he won't do anything. I was like, I don't even know, I don't even know how to feel about that. In the Stanley Cup market, Dennis, it's a, a really flat pricing. There are a lot of teams kind of compressed that are are all kind of viewed as having about the same chance to win the Stanley Cup. And the Oilers, by virtue of that winning streak that they're on that you mentioned, are one of them. The Avalanche and the Oilers are, are essentially the two lowest price favorites, basically everywhere. But like right alongside them, the Bruins. The Panthers, who we haven't talked about yet, who I think are really good. The Hurricanes, the Rangers, the Stars. Like, these teams are all, like, if you want to bet one of these teams to win this thing, they all essentially pay the same. A 9-1, to 10-1, to 11-1 to of that top group. So let's say Colorado, Edmonton, Boston, Florida, Carolina, the Rangers. I'll throw Dallas in, to Seven teams. The original seven. Who would you bet to win the Stanley Cup right now? <laughs> You're giving me seven choices. That's great, Ken. Thanks. Um, I picked... <laughs> Carolina over Dallas. I mean, and, and, and how about we make it eight, October. Dennis? Put San Jose in there. Put San Jose yeah. in there also, Dennis. You can pick the, Black the Sharks Hawks. also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think right now, like I picked uh, Carolina over Dallas. Right now, 
because of the play of Nathan McKinnon, who is, I guess, less than a scratch pick to win the Hart Trophy for the MVP in the league right now, I like Colorado. I think I want to see what they do with the trade deadline because now Vancouver made the big play. They went out and got Lindholm. What does Colorado do? They, they, do they bolster their middle six, get, get another player, maybe another score? But the way they're playing, the way McKinnon's playing, if Cam McCarr still uh, stays healthy, they've got enough. Now they've got a problem with one of their players that's in substance uh, treatment and Valerie Nachushkin, but I, I really like what Colorado is doing as well. But I, I think it's great, great value for any of these teams because, Ken, your point is, is that legitimately there are except for San Jose, there are seven teams that conceivably could win. Like the Winnipeg Jets, is, they're playing great. they got a guy in Connor Hellbuck who could win the Vezina Trophy, which is the best goaltender in the league. Any one of these teams, it's so close right now, Ken. I think that's the key. I think it, you may want to wait to the last 20 games of the season and see who gets really hot down the stretch and then make your, pri- your, your choice right now. But legitimately, that th- those odds are not – uh, are, are very, very accurate because th- there's there's not much to choose between all the teams that you mentioned. You better you better here with Nick and Ken on a Thursday talking the NHL and the upcoming second half of the season into the playoffs with the great Dennis Bernstein from Sirius XM NHL Radio and the fourth period. Follow Dennis on Twitter at DennisTFP. And as Dennis accurately said, uh, Awful Announcing did a great piece on me and everyone should go check it out at awfulannouncing.com. Uh, Dennis, we know that you are a postseason award voter. You have to reveal like what your vote is right now. But I wanted to say, like I bet MGM and Ken alluded to this earlier in the show, you know, Nathan McKinnon, as you called it, is uh, what the scratch pick, the scratch favorite. Uh, minus 135 to win the Hart Trophy at BetMGM. Kucherov plus 300. McDavid uh, plus 400. Austin Matthews, Pasternak, Artemi Panarin, some of the players behind them. As it stands right now, Dennis, do you agree that Nathan McKinnon should be that big of a favorite to win the Hart Trophy? Who's your pick right now to be NHL Most Valuable Player? Yeah, it's McKinnon right now. Now, Kucherov could happen to something to say. The fact that Colorado's doing much better than Tampa, I think, weighs in there. And Connor... He's been on an incredible streak, but he was hurt. Uh, the, the slow start by the team. His point total isn't there. So I, I think he's a prohibitive favorite. Right, so that, that's my choice. If I had to vote right now in the moment, Nick, I, I would vote for Nathan McKinnon. I think he will wind up winning it. It'll be his first win. Uh, he came close second uh, a couple of years ago to Leon Dreisaitl, but But right now, I think he's clearly the most valuable to his team because of what he does on the ice and the, the exceptional record of the Colorado Avalanche. Have. It might be a close vote. You know, certainly Connor McDavid, just on name brand alone, is going to get something. Maybe Austin Matthews, if he scores 70 goals, he's going to get some votes as well. But I, I think right now the consensus pick is Nathan McKinnon. I wouldn't be shocked that he did get the award in June. If, uh, if Nick doesn't mind, Dennis, I would love to just roll through some rapid-fire awards with you here, selfishly, because I care a lot about your answers. <laughs> and, and I don't get to talk to a lot of people about this. I mean, who do you talk to NHL awards about? Like, what a really obscure market. So you mentioned the Vezina, and you mentioned Connor Hellebuck. Uh, like, one of the stories of the first half of the season is that basically in every single category of any significance, he's number one. And it's, like, one of the reasons why Winnipeg had a really good first half of the season. My view, Dennis, I'm curious if you agree, like, I think Thatcher Demko is the only other guy that can kind of go get him. I don't see a lot of other contenders because Hellebuck has been so good. Do you see it that way, or is it more wide open than I'm making it out to be? No, 100%, Ken. Absolutely. The, the only guy who would be in the conversation because he plays a lot of games would be Bobrovsky in Florida, but I don't see that happening. But, yeah, the, the, the problem is is you would have a third candidate because the Bruins are so great defensively, but they split between Allmark and Swayman. Like, Swayman's a better goaltender, but plays half the games. So, so based on the workload alone, it's going to be two guys. It's going to be Connor Hellbuck. It's going to be Thatcher Demko. And remember, this is not a vote by the writers like myself. That's a vote by the NHL GMs. 
So I don't vote for that. But I think it's down to two guys at this point in time. And again, what you see in the second half of the season, if both guys stay healthy, one gets injured, but it's down to two guys. And I think right now Demko's about five to two. That might be a nice price to get him in there, but it's definitely down to those two guys. You're absolutely right. Dennis, in about 30 seconds, seems like the Norris Trophy is exactly the same as what you were describing. Two players essentially the entire season have distanced themselves. This is for the best defenseman in the NHL, for people with like the names with, with what the award actually goes to. Uh, Quinn Hughes of the Canucks, who's like been the best defenseman so far this year, is the favorite. But Kale McCarr, who's like potentially a legendary defenseman who's won this award before, is also a short price. The market says it's just those two. How would you have those two rated right now in 30 seconds? Quinn Hughes first and Kale McCarr second. And that's how I would vote them right now. Quinn has been amazing. The team is doing great. He's a leader. He wears the C. Kale McCarr is going to win multiple Norris trophies, Ken. But I think this is the year for Quinn Hughes. Look at the numbers. Look at his plus minus. Look at the time on ice. Everything aligns with a, a Norris trophy winner. And Quinn Hughes, if he wins, will certainly be deserving of it. But again, I think the only mitigating circumstance would be injury factor. But right now, I have Quinn Hughes slightly ahead of Kale McCarr for the Norris trophy. Dennis, I got to be honest, you're making me really happy so far. And if, if you answer this question the way I'm praying that you answer it, then it, we're going to be four for four here. In about a minute, the Adams Award is given to the NHL's top coach. Uh, this market has strongly favored Rick Tockett of the Vancouver Canucks basically the entire season. But bonus of the Jets, Chris Knobloch, who you mentioned, is like his prices cratering because I think what you mentioned, they're, they're doing something historic. How many coaches do you think are, are really in play for this award? And how much do you view Edmonton's winning streak and potentially voting Knobloch? luck i think if they keep winning his price is going to come down i think if you want to take a fly on chris Knobloch, you do it right now right because if they went up winning five more at that point the price is going to be lower i do think it unless unless the oilers go and win the division and pass vancouver which if you look at the standings that's going to be a challenge with 40 some odd games remaining things down to rick and rick tockett and everybody looks loves rick tockett right he's been on tv knows all the boys with a tnt panel He's a prohibitive favorite right now. I think he's less than, than even money to get it. I think unless Vancouver takes a backslide, and let's say the Winnipeg Jets wind up first in the West, then you might see where bonus get it. But right now, again, I, I think the, the, it's priced correctly. Rick Tockett's your prohibitive favorite. Wouldn't be shocked if he takes Jack Adams uh, once we get to June. Well, Ken, I think that was, uh, was that what you were looking for there for that answer? Yeah. Knobloch is the guy I was really curious about because you don't, you don't see a coaching change often midseason and the team does, I mean, breaks the record for wins. You just don't see it very often. Makes it, makes it crazy. All right, Dennis, let's close with this. Uh, I'm at BetMGM right now. The NHL, uh, changes the format like every year. I, I don't even know, like, this is like I'm reading like Sanskrit here. I don't even know what this means. Uh, NHL All-Star Game winner out, right? There are four teams, McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon, and Hughes. We've got the skills competition, the accuracy competition, fastest skater. Uh, Dennis, is there anything that you like for the All-Star festivities in the National Hockey League? Any like A team to win, a player to win? I, I don't know any of the stuff here. I can like, if you like a market, I can give you the prices. Any Anything there for, for uh, from you? I was I did my research because I had to come prep to this show. Nick, let's go. Uh, the one-timer competition. Leon Dreisaitl, if people don't know, Google his stick. They call him the burger flipper in Edmonton because his stick is so long and the, the blade is incredible. I think he's going to win the one-timer competition. You probably get on around maybe plus 500, and you got David Pasternak and Austin Matthews. But the way Leon delivers the puck with that crazy stick – 
I like him to win the one-timer. And I'll give you one more. I think Matt Barzell got a legitimate shot to win the overall skills competition. He's fast. He's shoot. He's accurate. He's a really, really great passer. I'm not sure how hard Connor McDavid's going to compete in this. So the two picks I would have is the one-timers, Leon Dreisaitl, and the overall skills competition. As an underdog, I like Matt Barzell from the New York Islanders. Uh, Barzell plus 850 to win the uh, the outright Do you see uh, skills competition. Price? He's like seven to uh, one in some places. Yeah, the burger flipper. Not the burger yeah. flipper. Uh, and the favorites, by the way, are Connor McDavid and Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. Do 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 do. Kale McCarr. Ooh, baby. Dennis, we love having you on the show. We are even now even more than I know that you're hashtag Ramily. Afford him Ram. Stay well. Enjoy Toronto. We will do this a lot more as we come down the stretch of the season into the playoffs. Nick and Ken, it's always great being on You Better You Bet. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Yes, it wow. is. It I is great him. being on You Better You Bet. So he's, I, I mean, he's the best. He really is. Coming up next, more National Football League. Nick and Ken here on a Thursday. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. That the voice of national championship winning head coach Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, now the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Carbo's always good for a, a great soundbite. Uh, is the Chargers the best place for him to do that? Maybe. The good one, same I guess. Got a pretty Mahomes. good franchise quarterback. Yeah, same yeah. division as Mahomes. I would feel like, I don't know, maybe like to, like NFC South team. <laughs> like, go to a worse division, maybe, than having to play yeah. with Those Patrick games Mahomes. next year, by the way. Those two games? Whoa. Chargers Chiefs both ways. Yikes. Those are, those I, are bangers. I, I, I think he's so good. Like, maybe he can yes. figure out a way, like, not to beat Mahomes consistently, but at least, like, maybe, like, to right. beat them, like, once or twice, every once in a while, you know, as opposed to getting their asses beaten every time they play him, like the rest of the division has. I guess Staley did get him, like, once or twice throughout throughout his run. Uh, we will get to all the bets, the trivia questions, etc. on YouTube and Twitch, youtube.com backslash Sports, twitch.tv backslash betql, and all our bets for tonight coming up. Uh, about an hour and 20 minutes from right now in the final hour, the power hour of the program. Uh, we had a really fun interview last hour with pro sports better Rob Bazola, who's like in addition to being, and I said this when he was honored, it's the truth, like he's big time better, right? He also just loves the NFL and consumes the NFL the way that like we do. He loves NFL news. Uh, he's a fan and he's also a better, but he's a huge fan of the league also. And I really enjoyed some of his answers, Ken, on some of the recent coaching hires made in the NFL. And I agree with him. I don't know if I'm as bullish on like Dave Canales as he is, the new head coach of the Panthers, but I, I love the Arthur Smith hire, for instance, as the OC of the Steelers. That may surprise people, but I mean, terrible head coach. I think he's a great coordinator. Um, Ken, I know you have some thoughts on some of these coaching hires and maybe some some things to read into as a result of them. Uh, what do you got for us here? Yeah, there were two pieces of information, two things that broke in the last like 48 hours that I thought were interesting. So on Monday show, I, I did this exercise with PJ and you and I are going to do this a lot, like the Monday after the Super Bowl and then into the spring and into the summer, but like a, a really simple exercise, right? Like the predictive power of the previous years, like DVOA ratings to predict the next year's like super, not just Super Bowl winner, like participants, the great teams the next year. And I did this with PJ because he had never heard of this before. And I just go, look, like here were the top four and the top seven offensive and defensive teams going into this past season, like the previous year. And like, imagine, and you had this information at the start of last season and like, listen to these teams. Like this is all the teams that did anything. It's all four conference championship participants. It's both Super Bowl teams. They were both top four 
in offense or defense. Kansas City was number one in offense. San Francisco, a very good defensive team. And so I actually think San Francisco was top seven in both. And they ended up playing in the Super Bowl. And so, like, the fact that the winner comes from that is unsurprising. Like, that's how, not how predictive this stuff is, but I think it can be just, it's an e- it's easy. That's what I like. Everybody gets it. It's, like, really simple. And the way that I always try to frame this, and we started doing this last year, right, is, okay, you've got these teams that are, maybe they're great at one of the things. And in the off season they fix what was lacking. They try to fix what was lacking, at least. And sometimes it doesn't work. Like, for example, the Patriots were one of the best defenses, according to DVOA, two years ago. And they tried to fix the offense. Like, they tried. Like, here's Bill O'Brien. Like, here's, like, a functional offensive coordinator. Like, maybe Mac Jones is the guy. And it didn't work. But, like, they're always going to try to fix the side of the ball that, that wasn't quite as good. And if you can do that, whether, like, a new quarterback, new coordinator, new coach, whatever, mix everything up, maybe you have a chance to to kind of do something here. So there are a couple teams that are in like what I would call like the five, well, not what I would call, what that are in like the five, six, seven range from this past season that just ended. So this is not the most predictive like Super Bowl winner group, but like Baltimore was in this group last year. Detroit was in this group last year. Like these are teams that made huge moves in terms of winning a lot of games. And part of it was because of the coordinators that they had, like, Ben Johnson's awesome. Like, that's part of what led to the Lions' success. Mike McDonald's awesome. That's part of what contributed to the Ravens' success. So these coordinator moves can be pretty interesting, especially when you think about, oh, well, did they fix the thing that they sucked at and the other side's good? Now we might be cooking here with a couple of these teams. So one that Rob brought up that's really interesting is the Steelers were the number six defense, according to DVOA last year. And now they have attempted to fix their offense by hiring Arthur Smith. And I don't, I don't like, I don't know enough about strategy and coaching style to be like, well, that's great or that's bad or whatever, but they're trying to fix the other side that wasn't very good. And they're taking a swing. And I know that the defensive side's pretty good and they'll have not the reigning defensive player of the year, but a former defensive player of the year in TJ Watt. So that was the first one, Nick, that stood out is just, okay. Like the Steelers next year, if it, it's sort of, if they did it, if it worked, like this would be a team that would be really interesting, win a lot of regular season games, deep run into the playoffs. That was the first thing that stood out to me. So I know like your answer will be like, well, I'm not like X's and O's. I'm not a watch. Like, I, I don't think of things like this, but just like your opinion, you watch games like we all do. Do you think that they can do it, can make the leap if Kenny Pickett's the starting quarterback in week one next year? I think a lot of people would say no. But I, I, again, maybe it's because I don't, I just don't know a lot about this stuff. Like, I think I'm always really open-minded with these things. You take the right coach and the right quarterback and you put them together. It's going to look way different, right offensive coordinator and the right quarterback together. It's just going to look way, it's actually, I agree with Rob on Carolina because you know what it is? It's not going to be, it's not going to be remotely what it was last year. Like, be prepared for Bryce Young to actually be good, would be my advice. Be prepared for that to happen because like, none of us know, who knows? Like, it could actually be good now. We really could. Just be open-minded that we see this stuff, all that's everything, just ping-pong balls bouncing around. That's all these teams are. And when you think you got them nailed into a spot, they're actually something completely different. And when you think someone's bad and they change it up, now it's good, or vice versa. So, I, yeah, sure, because why not? Because it's happened a lot historically, because it happens all the, it happens every year, happens all the time. The pairing of Canales and Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield just got named to the Pro Bowl as a replacement by pairing with Dave Canales. Like, did anybody feel that way when he was like showing up to the Rams last year, starting games? It just, it happens all the time. So yeah, can, can he fix Pickett or, you know, turn Pickett into something good? You pair that with the defense, they win a lot of games. Like my answer has to be yes. 
I love the uh, like the Roddy Piperisms there. Just when you think you've got all the answers, I'm changing right. the questions. <laughs> right. so you yeah, better you like... better hear what Nick and Ken. Um, I, so I thought Rob's answer was interesting, and I don't think he knows this yet. And that's not a shot at him. I don't think anyone knows the answer to this question. Like, no one knows. The Steelers do, I'm sure. Um, he mentioned like maybe they'll make a run at Kirk Cousins, who's going to enter right. free agency this year. Maybe Cousins goes back to the Vikings. Maybe he ends up somewhere else. Like it'll be a fun offseason storyline coming up here over the next couple months. You know, if the Steelers go and get Cousins, let's say, I mean, it's not that Cousins is Dan Marino, but he's definitely better than what Pickett has shown the last couple of years. I think you'd feel really good about the Steelers. Otherwise, Ken, like let's say Mike Tomlin comes out and Omar Khan comes out and they say, we drafted Kenny in the first round. Like, I, we know Mason Rudolph started the playoff game, got hot at the end. Pickett's going to be the guy this offseason. Maybe it provides, like, a depressed price to be able to bet the Steelers at to maybe, like, win the AFC North next year. So I think I think we're on the, the same train of thought right now here on the Steelers. Right. Not that we definitely have to make those bets, but that it's within the no. realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I, I'll what I would also add, just the AFC North will just continue. It'll be even more impossible next year than it was this year. I mean, it's just it? going to be brutal. Like is, the, yeah. is Deshaun going to, is Deshaun going to play every game? They might need Flacco. <laughs> Maybe the Browns I stink. To, I said to PJ on Monday that the Browns are the one team I would bet to win the Super Bowl right now of every team in the market. Uh, so like, I, yeah, I think, I think like they're, I think they're going to win a billion games next year and the Ravens are really good and the Bengals are going to be really good because Joe Burrow's their quarterback and hopefully he stays healthy. And then the fourth team is the team we just talked about. So it just, it's like, it's just brutal, the division. So I, I don't, I would have to know the market and know the prices to know, like, do you bet the Steelers? What's their win total? It depends on who the quarterback is. If it's cousins, the win total is going to be higher. And if it's pick the win total is going to be lower. I mean, that's pretty easy to figure out. Uh, so that was one team that stood out just as like, okay, like if it clicks, they could be really onto something here. And then another move that got announced during our show yesterday. And I, I wouldn't say I laughed at it. I was just like surprised. Like I hadn't thought of this like coach in this way was the Packers naming Jeff Halfley as their defensive coordinator. And uh, like, I, I just, it's just weird. Like it just sounds weird to me. Who did the Packers hire? Like they fired Barry. Like who did they, who did they hire? Like Boston college's head coach. Just because you don't see that very often doesn't happen very often. But the way the college transfer portal's working, coaches are getting like fed up with that a little bit, and that they want the bag from the NFL if they can get it. So Halfley becomes the Packers' defensive coordinator. I think forever Packers fans for sure have been constantly complaining about how their defense like doesn't take advantage of the talent on the team, and like the scheme stinks, and it never puts them in position to like make these playoff runs years, or whatever. By the way, right? Like Twenty yeah. and a Super Bowl in there also, and still complaining yes. about the defenses with Green Bay, which is crazy. I mean, how many times like Dom Capers got complained about for a decade? Basically, felt like and, it was and Donatello before him. But, it's been going yeah. on forever. So it's not like again, just like with Arthur Smith. I'm not saying like they found the guy. But they at least are trying another guy. And when you try someone else, there's a chance that it works. There's a chance that it clicks. The Packers were the number six offense last year in DVOA. They have a relationship between their coach and their quarterback that seems like it's cooking a little bit, like that Jordan Love might really develop into something good. And I think we think LaFleur is a pretty good coach, especially how they closed this year. And then obviously when he coached Aaron Rodgers. So let again, maybe like maybe Halfley's dumb and we, nobody knows it yet. He was the defensive coordinator at Ohio State and basically led the single greatest defensive improvement year over year they've ever had. Uh, he was the coach at Boston College, and you're never going to have talent there. So it's not like, well, why weren't they Georgia? <laughs> like, you know, it's because they're Boston College, because they're recruiting people from like Providence and Connecticut and stuff. It's like, who knows? Um, like, you think J Jalen Carter's going to play at BC? 
Right. So just, but the defense was really good versus what you would expect it to be. Obviously, he's not going to get the job unless that's that's what it was. That's literally the last job Halfley's had as he was the head coach there. So just like, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't translate. But again, like the Packers are good enough on one side to be the Ravens, to be the Lions, to be these teams that made deep playoff runs. And now they're trying to fix the others. And I don't think that's surprising. Did you watch the Niners game? And now they're going to try to fix the other side. And what if they fix it? And like, how many games do they win when that happens? So just the Steelers and the Packers and their attempts to fix the opposite side of the ball. I don't know if these are like grand slam hires or if they're going to work, but if they do work, like they're more interesting to me than a lot of teams. One of the uh, the last times uh, a Boston College head coach left BC to go to the National Football League it turned out pretty well. Won a couple, a couple Super Bowl titles. His name, Tommy Coughlin uh, with the Jaguars and then the New York Football Giants. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken. Tommy! Uh, I... God, I could kiss that man. I love him. Uh, you bet, in, a, in a purely in a purely platonic way, but I love him. Sure. Uh, Nick and Ken here on You Better You Bet. Okay. Um, I do want to ask you any any other hires stand out, but before we do that, you said something interesting, and I'm sure you did it in more detail on the show on Monday. So I apologize for our listeners and viewers if Ken is going to repeat himself a little bit here. Uh, why do you like the... Uh, and look, I, I, I can like answer the question also, like why you like the Browns so much. Like next year, a team you might bet to win the Super Bowl right now. Um, so you you want to take a leap of faith with Deshaun Watson that he can be what he was in that Ravens yeah. game, I'm guessing, the game that he got hurt because he was marvelous in that game. And then he was obviously lost for the season after afterwards. Right. This does, Again, uh, this falls under the category of the other two teams, by the way. And I, the Packers are really interesting to me next year, like to to win the Super Bowl or to go maybe go to the Super Bowl, something like that. Maybe, maybe they play Mahomes again, which or play Mahomes period, which wouldn't go very well for them, obviously. Uh, or they play somebody else. But the the Browns, we did this on the show. Like the Browns were the, I mean, they're rated the number two defense last year. It was like Baltimore and them the entire year were the two defenses that like really stood out statistically. And there were others, the Niners and the Cowboys had good defenses too. The Jets had a good defense. But you think about the Browns this past year. And it's like, all right, well, what was the story of their season? Inconsistent quarterback play due to injury. Obviously, one of the reasons Stefanski was in line for coach of the year is how many different starting quarterbacks. So you feel like, all right, maybe that just happens again. But this season was like a bad evaluation of what they can be with a healthy Deshaun Watson for all the games because they got nothing close to that. They still made the playoffs. What's one of the other stories of their season? Almost a legendary defense for the first half that ended up just being like a really good defense and then ended up being a bad defense against C.J. Stroud. But like for the balance of the season, a really, really good defense. What's the other story of their season? 10 billion injuries everywhere like 20 offensive linemen that like didn't play in the game that are all like the best at their position Nick Chubb, all that too. back all that back and the defense and watson just plays and then the biggest thing here for me when we did this on monday was the price because there are 50s and 60s on the browns to win the super bowl like they can't be rated like the panthers to win the super bowl i mean it just it's not that's not what this is they made the playoffs last year with half a team what happens when they get the other half like what what happens then? So I I think their ceiling is much higher than almost all the teams aside from like the contenders that we would name off the top of our head. What is the rationale for the, of the Browns and the Panthers having a similar Super Bowl price? They, I I I made that up. I'm sure the Panthers are ten thousand to one or something, but just a long shot. Like I, yeah, we do, like, like the Colt the Colts have a similar price to like that's not happening. They're not winning. The Browns but they can, be can good. win. Like, they exactly. can win. Yeah. Exactly. Like they really like can. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson is not winning the Super Bowl next year. They could be really good. No. Maybe the, the year after. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. 
Yeah. Uh, you got more, more, more coaching stuff next. Any, any no, other no. hires that have been made? It's really good. Um, the Steelers won. I like the. If the Packers defense can be good, I'll tell you what, man. He might be one of those guys. Him. Everywhere he's if, gone, if, they've been the defense has been awesome. If Cousins resigns in Minnesota, the Bears draft Caleb Williams. The Packers defense is good. Ben Johnson stayed in Detroit. Yeah. That. We're back to the black, the Norris division, the black and blue division, the NFC North. Right. It's pretty awesome. All right. On the other side, we'll start taking some of your bets then from YouTube and Twitch. Keep sending them in. Bets, trivia questions, whatever, from YouTube and Twitch for Nick and Ken. Final segment for us today on Stadium. If you're watching us on Stadium right now, head on over to Twitch for the final hour of the show. All our bets for tonight. Uh, bets from the YouTube and the Twitch chat. And maybe some surprises. Hashtag surprises along the way as well. So twitch.tv backslash betql at the conclusion of this segment. Uh, this is our final show. Ken and my final show. Uh, you better you bet. Who's Alex? Who's on tomorrow? PJ? I'm, I'm guessing because PJ is like the, the, the everyman utility man does everything. Uh, oh, I love this. I, I actually, I love when the Glassman and Ryan Horvat host the show. Uh, so Glassman and Ryan Horvat in for us tomorrow. Uh, so Ken and I off tomorrow. Uh, our next show will be Monday. Live from Mandalay Bay, a magnificent football Mandalay Bay Monday, like nine words that start with B. It's going to be awesome. Coming up on Monday, live in Las Vegas. Um, and if we see you out there, if you'll be out in Las Vegas for Super Bowl week, and you can obviously come by and say hi at Mandalay Bay, we'll be on Radio Row on Wednesday and Thursday, you should do so uh, wearing You Better You Bet merchandise, which you can buy at YouBetterYouBetShop.com. We got short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, hoodies, hats, all sorts of good stuff with your favorite You Better You Bet slogans and catchphrases. YouBetterYouBetShop.com. That website again, YouBetterYouBetShop.com. All right, uh, let's get to some bets, some Super Bowl trivia from the old YouTube chat and the old Twitch chat, YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Look, like we know that there's like a, like a good amount of people watching in those chats. And I think Alex said we've got like 11 submissions. There's definitely more than 11 people. Like, what are you What are you morons waiting for? Also, like, thank you for watching the show. Also, like, send your stuff in. Like, what's your, this is your opportunity. Don't you want to hashtag join the conversation? Don't you want to be part of it? Make your voice send heard. In your yeah, Come make on. your voice heard yeah. at, at the intersection of sports and pop culture. You know what? Just whatever the hell it is that you want to say, say it. And if it's uh, G-rated enough, we'll read it on the air. Uh, so Alex will read some bets coming up in a second here. But first, we need Jake to play the crappy musical intro. Help! Help! I need directions to Bing Bong Bay. Yes, but the only way to get there is to stop at the DJ Corner. Tyler writes in the chat, oh my god, this intro. So we do... Friday is like Tyler's one day off. So Tyler has missed this segment, but we've been doing it the last couple months. So yeah, we brought the uh, the D-Gen Corner uh, intro back. Uh, our host for this segment is our executive producer, Alex Visano. Hello, Alex. What do we got? All right, guys. Let's start in that YouTube chat. Our guy, Nathan Altoff. He's taken a big game prop. Any offensive lineman to score a touchdown. Why? Well, you just know Andy Reid is drawing up a play called the Cheeseburger to get one of the big guys a score. It's a, is Burger that market flipper. open anywhere right now? Or no? It's like Leon Dreisaitl. What? Did he give a price, Alex, in addition to it? I, it has to be open. Like, everything's open everywhere already. This has to be something that exists somewhere. Bef like, that would be my guess. We, before we dive into this, can we talk how, like... Dennis's like description of Leon Dreisaitl's stick was like borderline erotic. It was like a little yeah. weird. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, it's like, hockey fans somewhere are just like, oh yeah. 
Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, my God, yeah. Edmonton, oh, God. <laughs> I guess yeah. like, I'm listening to this, like, I'm getting a little uncomfortable right now. <laughs> so strong opinions on a skills competition. He's like, I, it, the way he said one of them, too, like, I don't care what anybody says. Matthew Barzell can win the skills. I was like, who's saying anything about it? Yeah. <laughs> who's even saying Well, anything? you know, like, when I logged on to social media this morning, I was uh, yeah. flooded with, uh, with, with tweets about how Kale McCarr is an absolute lock. Right, I'm just like, I... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's this. All, all the talk has been about how Leon Dreisaitl can't win the hardest shot competition or whatever, the one-timer. But I believe he can. Contrarian. Uh, prices on those Betsy game outs. I, I, I have no idea if they're going to win. He probably has no idea when they're going to win. He's just very confident that the prices on those are really good. So even if it's like a couple bucks... I was gonna have uh, I was gonna have no rooting interest in anything All Star, and now, now I feel like we got something. And uh, how about how about the question? <laughs> well, this was like what we talked about on uh, on Tuesday or whatever. This was like the Andy Reid trick play. Who does it go to? That was like part of the, the conversation that we had. And on now, Tuesday. now, now, silly us. We were saying things yeah. like Noah Gray, no or like Gray. Marcus Valdez Scanling. <laughs> yeah, Sky Moore. Yeah. Uh, See, Tony's uh, off the injury report. Are they gonna? I don't know. Are they gonna play him I don't in the know. game? I know what you're gonna say, and I don't. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> Is he? Should he be allowed to be active? Like, would you want him to be so active? Also, so Sky Moore was on IR, so they need to activate him to the roster. I my sense is, if they activate Sky Moore to the active roster, he he takes Mikal Hardman and Kadarius Tony's role. Like he just steps into it, and maybe he's the long shot. Like like TD, he scored a touchdown last to year in the Super well. Bowl. Yeah, Tony and Mecole Hardman out there. Yeah, here's here's a guy here's a guy who made a huge mistake in one of the play in one of the games of the year, and then the other guy fumbled the ball through the end zone in the playoffs. But yeah, let's get them let's get them rolling on the roster. Let's I'd replace them with but, anybody would probably be good. But what's so funny about that is like Mecole Hardman's like genuinely bad at football. Kadarius Tony's like <laughs> awesome at football. They're yeah. just like and neither guy can get with out of the With very rare life. exceptions. With very rare exceptions. <laughs> like, oh, well, Kadarius Tony up. had that you know, well, yeah. Tony had that one game for the Giants against Dallas, but I think he went like eleven for one eighty nine and I'm watching the game like basically like listening to hockey fans listening to Dennis Bernstein describe Leon Dreisaitl's right. hockey stick. Like borderline Tony, the burger flipper. Right. Yeah. And then I uh well, you know, there's another another joke to be made there. Um and then I and then I gave out Kadarius Tony to lead the NFL in receiving yards last year, and he like played in like three games, uh, and won a Super Bowl for a team that he didn't start the year with. I'll show you how that went. Um, as far as Nathan's bet goes, and Nathan, thank you very much for the uh, for the submission. I I almost feel like you needed Detroit to win for this to be live, like for I this to, like to feel like you feel like you could or, win, or to like, feel so great we'll, about it. Yeah, to right. feel like yeah, to feel very good about it. I don't know, like. You'd be better off Kansas City like, is there a team it. specific? Like team specific at a way bigger price. Because you would bet like not like the Niners can't. Like the Niners come up with some creative stuff too, obviously. And I do think I'm gonna have to go back and check. I'm gonna say something and I actually don't know if it's true. I I rewatched the first Chiefs Niners Super Bowl, and I swear the Niners ran a play at a goal line and targeted an offensive lineman, but I'm gonna have to go back and check on that. One of the teams definitely did and be like, oh well it was the Chiefs. I kind of think it was the Niners, but I don't remember. I could have been confusing with all the use check targets that happened in the red zone in that game. Um but yeah, like I you you could get it from San Francisco, I guess. Um I just it would be price dependent. It would have to be a really big number for me to think about it. But it's a fun I mean, it is a really fun sweat with these two offensive guys, just because you, you do think like around the goal you could get something kind of fun, even though I agree with you the Lions would be better. Who would the uh 
who would the lineman be if you had to like pick one? I mean, has Kansas City even targeted? This is where I would have to look up. Like, have they even targeted an offensive lineman? Period. This year, I don't. I don't think so. I would say I, I guess like Donovan Smith, maybe. Yeah, but that's why they put in all the tight ends. That's the thing. It's like you, so you, you don't even have to do that. You just like play this whatever three two tight end formation, and like you target one of them, and it's surprising enough because they're never they never get targeted. Like that's the surprise almost. But I, obviously, with with Reed, anything's possible. I just think to me, anything's possible is more like one of the like ancillary pass catchers or tight ends that doesn't get the ball a lot gets the ball as opposed to like Jawan Taylor runs a nine route or something and like and catches a touchdown that seems less likely. All right, so I uh, so so we know for sure that one offensive lineman has scored a touchdown. It's the, one of the most famous touchdowns in Super Bowl history and it's the uh the, well no, well, Fridge was a defensive player, right? He was a defensive player. Yeah. Yeah, so like so this article I'm reading, it's a Forbes article. Like great job Forbes. Wrong. <laughs> How do you feel about T-bills, though, guys? What do you, what do you think? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, um, great, Forbes. Great job. Uh, Joe Haig, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers tackle, nearly hauled in a touchdown pass that Anthony Hitchens that's broke it. up from Tom that's, Brady. Sorry, so I got the games confused? That's the game that I'm thinking. That was Tampa-Kansas City, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the play I'm thinking of. So it was Tampa that did it, not 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 the Niners. It was a so Chiefs an offensive, in one of their Super Bowls. An offensive lineman has never scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Hashtag do, you know? So. Are, are they? I just Again, it's going to be price dependent. You tell me it's 100 to 1 and I get both teams, great. But it's not. It's going to be like 9 or 12 or something where it's like, all right, like I guess. Just, 12? I don't know. I just, all this stuff is always short priced. Like it always is. What, all right, uh, well, thank you. I, I had another thing though uh, with this just reminded me of it because Connor was talking about it. What is not the Niners to score a defensive touchdown? What's the Niners to pick six Mahomes? I would be curious about. Ooh, I'd have to find that. And it's his his comment about Mahomes' interception rate against the Niners' defense. The only reason why that piques my interest more than like even because it's good analysis, but it piques my interest even more because Mahomes is coming into this game on like an incredible streak of not turning the ball over almost at all. It's been like the story of the playoffs for them. Like that's why people jokingly have called him like the best game manager ever. He doesn't turn the ball over, but like this isn't that and the Niners defense isn't that and him against this type of defense isn't that. So my, my hope in pricing those would be recent, like recency bias. Like everyone has seen him not do it. But this is a game where he's way more likely to do it, so the price will be crazy because he hasn't turned the ball. What's Mahomes? He's not going to throw a pick six. Really? Threw two picks against the Niners a few years ago in the Super Bowl. Like threw threw a bunch of picks earlier this year. I just you know maybe it's a maybe it's maybe you get really really good prices as a result. That would be my only thing. Who who would uh who's the most likely Niner in your opinion to score a defensive touchdown in the game? Greenlaw probably, but that's like such a it's an easy answer because he he just had the two picks. I was going to say Fred Warner, so an another easy one. One of the two linebackers, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. But it doesn't. We don't. We don't have to get it right to like the bet. Like I, I don't know who it would be. I have, I have no idea. Whoever's around the ball, whoever's around the ball when like Justin Watson tips it up in the air because he doesn't catch it, or like MVS or something. Whoever's around them. I'm. I'm. Thank you very much to Nathan. We'll do more of these coming up next hour. I. Yeah. I, I am hoping that Sky Moore is active for the game. I will bet him to okay. score a touchdown in the game for sure. I think he's the Tony answer to the active? question. What if Tony's uh, active for the game? Him. Are you going to play gotta, anything gotta with him? Some... Yeah, probably. 
It's like a bit at this point. It's, it, yeah, it's just like your, yeah, it's your thing. Even if it's like the smallest bet you've ever placed, you're like obligated to, that's like the app. You have the Kadarius Tony app. You push the button and he does something terrible, basically. In a well, lot it's of like, ways. it's like, it's like Jake, Jake the Snake, Jake the Snake Roberts. Like, what's, what's, what's your thing, Jake? Well, I bring a snake to the ring. Like, Nick Costos, what's your thing? Well, I lose money betting on Kadarius Tony. That's my gimmick. Not just a snake. I bring a snake in a giant sack. <laughs> yeah. It's a chat out to Leon Dreisaitl. Uh We'll do more of these coming up yeah. next hour on the show. Also, we got a pretty fun announcement to make right now. Shout out to our crew here on You Better You Bet. Because and I'm, this, is, this is true, what I'm about to say. Joining us to start the Power Hour. So coming up next here on You Better You Bet, we will be joined to break down Super Bowl 58, some of the coaching hires and what we saw on Championship Sunday. Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback and Super Bowl champion Kurt Warner. Joins us at 6 o'clock Eastern on You Better You Bet. If you're watching on Stadium, twitch.tv backslash betql.